0: Hi, this is Shirley Jones, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Robertson with a reminder that Dolly Reed Martin will join us in our second hour. We hope to stay tuned for that in the meantime. Greg Airbar is with us for another look at recently released DVD and streaming titles that we think you'll find of interest. Greg Airbar, Grammy-nominated multiple Addy Award-winning writer for television, animation, advertising, and publishing for Disney, Warner Brothers, and Universal. Greg Airbar is also co-author, along with Tim Hollis of Mouse Tracks: the story of Walt Disney Records. You can read Greg's animation spin column twice a month at cartoonresearch.com. You can follow Greg dot gregairbar.com. What do you have for us tonight?
1: Well, Ed, we're going to ask everyone listening to come on Get Happy.
0: I was going to say, I think I love you, but that might be taken wrong over, over here right now.
1: <laughs> well, I would like to know if somebody could point me In the direction of Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yes. Yes. I want (laughs) to go go home. home.
0: I want to go home. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And what's that phone number again? Uh, Echo Valley 82649. I always call that number all the time. I got the digits wrong, but that's the lyric. You know, Rupert Holmes wrote that. I did not. One of his early hits. I did not. They also had a song called she'd rather have the rain which is originally done by a female group fronted by a guy whose name i cannot remember but that was a very pretty song that was a song that was played during the episode in which the partridge is trying to marry off reuben kincaid
1: oh well you know reuben he he, he needed to settle down
0: he did <laughs> but then he realized that he didn't
1: <laughs> because that would have <laughs> well, killed in a way that would have killed the show That's right. Yeah. You don't want to mess too much with the chemistry.
0: Yeah, we're talking, of course, about the Partridge family, which originally aired on ABC 1970 to 1974 and made David Cassidy a heartthrob and pretty much a ubiquitous uh, figure on Teeny Boppy magazine, 16 magazine that uh, launched his solo career throughout the 19. 70s, but in a way, an often underrated show.
1: It's actually not a bad show. It's a show that also launched a lot of writing careers. The writer for several episodes, uh, at least early in there, uh, was a gentleman who I met when we were saluting the Golden Girls not long ago, and that was Paul Younger Witt, who was with Witt Thomas, uh, who did so many shows. He was one of the writers, and I asked him about The Partridge Family, And he got very quiet, and his only comment was he was not happy seeing what the young people were going through. That's pretty much all he said.
0: Meaning after the show?
1: I don't know. I don't know if it was before, during, or after, but I think that it's always a lot of pressure being on a show like that, and I would assume that uh, there's so much that they're asked to do. Uh, I know that the first season they had, they had a different little boy.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Gilblocks, who was who played Chris, the drummer.
1: Yeah, and I oh, know there were some issues with him. And, of course, Danny Bonaduce. Uh, he's still quite a handful.
0: Well, yeah, and when you know the backstory about he had a very difficult childhood, his father was a screenwriter for television, and apparently it was an abusive relationship. And while he was somewhat sheltered by that during the production of the show because Dave Madden, as I understand, took him under his wing, as did Shirley Jones to some degree. Once the show ended, the effects of that continued, and that has been well documented in many other forums, and Bonaducci has spoken very openly and honestly about that, although, despite all that, has managed a very successful career for himself in radio.
1: He has still survived. Yeah. That much, you have to say. He has continued to make a life for himself and he is still in the public eye and God bless him. You know, that's, that's pretty astonishing because many people have fallen much further in many ways and have not survived and many are not living. And so he probably came close many times and, and he will probably be the first to talk about that. So yeah, everything you said is absolutely so. And it's interesting, Patty Duke talking about her show felt the same way that, it almost was this show as a replacement family for them. Yeah. I always felt that way about I Love Lucy in about the 1952-53 season, because I know we're, we're getting off the track here, and I'll be brief, but Lucille Ball wanted to do that series primarily because to keep Desi from going on the road, she hardly saw him. And when she was expecting, a lot of that was the reality that she wanted was on the screen. I think that's one of the reasons that show had that magic was because what she was wishing for was the life they had there. And during that period was the happiest time for their marriage. And there's a lot of people who we're witnessing sometimes what they don't have. And that's part of the energy, I think, that comes across that may only exist on film. You know what I mean?
0: Well, Shirley Jones, as I recall, discusses some of this in her book, which came out in 2013, and part of the backstory with David Cassidy is that David Cassidy was Jack Cassidy's son from his first marriage, and there were some issues between David and Shirley in the decade before the Partridge family premiered, and that stemmed from the issues with Jack's first marriage. By the time the show started production, as I recall correctly... She and David had formed an understanding, and she had sort of become a surrogate mother for him off-camera as well as on.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to look at the trajectory of Shirley Jones' persona, too, because if you see her in her early career in Carousel and in Oklahoma, she's the young ingenue. But if you see her in The Music Man, She is more the kind of personality that she is in the Partridge family, this very assertive, very motherly. She's in charge. She knows herself. She's just a different kind of Shirley Jones.
0: I don't know whether you've read her memoir, but... Yes, uh, yes, I have. Okay, well, she's very outspoken in her memoir. In real life, she, in many respects, she was the type of character that she played as Shirley Partridge, meaning she was very supportive of her husband, Jack Cassidy, did everything she could to make that marriage work until she realized she could not. And she was very, very supportive of her second husband, Marty Ingalls, despite the fact that not a lot of people accepted that marriage. Or at least not a lot of people understood why she married Marty Ingalls, is a better way of putting
1: it. Well, in a way, her character in Carousel was very similar to her personal life, too, in that she came from a small town, but she was a bit of a renegade. Yeah. In that she chose a career that was not what small town they understood she sought after men who she was warned about Mm -hmm. were not necessarily good choices but she somehow saw something in them and was attracted to them and both of them were very dysfunctional and that was just the way she was and it's an interesting parallel there and in the partridge family they do credit that it, it doesn't always get mentioned along with shows like Mary Tyler Moore and That Girl and stuff but she was one of the first single mother working independently it's a little bit sappy at times but it was the 70s and what's on the Partridge family and even a bit more than the Brady Bunch sometimes the the themes and the things they say they wouldn't have said on screen gem shows in the 60s they get a little bit more into Just slightly more edgy discussions and references to things on the Partridge family.
0: Yes, single mom, working mom, mother of not just one, but five kids. And while she had a romantic life because, you know, one of the tropes of network sitcoms is that you always give the lead guest suitors from week to week. They never married her. And that was probably the best decision because to marry Shirley off would have gone against the focus of the show and perhaps even ended the show.
1: And a couple of times they would pair her with Bert Convy. That seemed to be the her dream guy. I think he played may have played a recurring character, but may have also played a couple of characters. But Bert Convy was a frequent person, and also uh, somebody who is now a uh, a prominent theater and stage person here in Los Angeles, Bruce Kimmel, mm-hmm. who does a lot of soundtracks, uh, has his own label Critzerland. He appeared in several episodes too. When he was a young actor, he was he was Adam on the early Tabitha series. He's in several of them. He writes about being on the show in his book. And of course, you had the lovely Susan Day, who was a lot of people's dream girl as well. And she's relatively inexperienced at the time.
0: And another example of a young actress, I mean, I won't call her a child star, i would call her a teenage star who was able to sustain and build on the success she got from the Partridge family and develop that into a lengthy career as a grown-up actress. I don't like to use the term adult actress because that conveys a connotation. I prefer the term grown-up actress. And obviously she worked steadily in television throughout the 70s and 80s and had a nice 10-year run as Grace Van Owen on L.A. Law.
1: Yeah, a very substantial, well-respected character. And she had acting chops and proved it. It wasn't just like she was trading on that. She couldn't trade on that image because a lot of these people from these sitcoms had to kind of struggle with their images and then their residuals would run out. And especially with the kids, that was the tough part. But of all of them, I think as far as acting, Shirley Jones had had a substantial career she won an academy award for elmer gantry
0: yeah as she said on our program and she also says this in shirley jones a memoir she was warned that if she did the partridge family or did any sort of television series it would kill her movie career and as she said very frankly that's exactly what happened but at the same time her movie career was sort of on a downward arc when when we got to sixty nine seventy, I mean, she was still doing a lot of national tour productions, but her movie career was not what it once was in the fifties and early sixties. And so, even though television ended her movie career, she got a lot of work in television in the twenty five years subsequent to the Partridge Family.
1: Not only is Hollywood, uh, well, saying Hollywood is and the entertainment industry notorious for not always being kind to maturing actresses, but the motion picture industry, the the trend of movies by this time was turning away from the kind of performer that Shirley Jones was. So this probably was the best thing in the world for her to do because it was a major hit series and it solidified her. It, It made her kind of legendary because this show was a monster hit. The albums were Extremely successful. The record sold like crazy, but I remember TV Guy, they used to advertise the new issue every uh, week, and they said, This week we feature the Partridge Family. It's so successful that it's practically a branch of the US Mint.
0: <laughs> Greg Airbar is with us via Skype as we take a look at the various configurations of the Partridge Family that are available on DVD and streaming on demand. We will carry over our segment into our second hour then we will welcome actress and former playboy bunny and playboy playmate dolly reed martin all that more coming up in hour number two of tv confidential stay with us if you haven't been listening to tv confidential this is Who You're Missing. Michelle Nichols. Adrienne Barbeau. Leonard Maltin, Joyce Bullisant. Peter Onorati. Judy Norton. Ken Berry, Rhonda Shear. Michelle Lee. Jacqueline Smith. Don Antonio. Shirley Jones.
1: And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this
0: station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com/advertise. Accredited by Guinness World Records. Welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Want a free first ride with Uber? Uber, the mobile app that connects you with a ride at the touch of a button in minutes. Enter promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive your first free ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential.
1: Are payday loans ruining your life? Do you want control over your money again? If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, listen closely. You may be eligible for a program payday loan companies don't want you to know about a program that may help get aggressive and unfair payday loan companies out of your bank account and get you back on track to financial freedom. Payday Loan companies may trap you into paying outrageously high interest rates, and they take way too much of your hard-earned money every week. We understand their tactics and know how to keep them off your back. We'll fight hard to help you regain control of your money. If you have two or more Payday Loan Cash Advances, call right now for a free consultation. 800-488-5880. 5880 800 488 5880. That's 800 488 5880. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415 886 7411.